Let's talk about the wheelies, that tiny, tasty fish that can fit in your hand. It can be found only in the Philippines, specifically in Taal Lake, and it's the only sardine that we know that exists solely in freshwater. The endemic tawilis, loved as deep-fried, salted, smoked, or bottled in oil, is facing the possibility of extinction. The scientific community hatched an emergency plan to save the tawilis so that future generations will know the fish, not just through studying the species in science books, but by actually savoring them and finding out how well it goes with bulalo. In this B-side episode, Dr. Maria Vivian D.C. Camacho, station manager of the University of the Philippines Los Baños Limnological Station, discusses the tawilis and the economics of conservation. Here's Dr. Camacho with Business World reporter Luz Wendy T. Noble, who is herself from Batangas, the land of tawilis. Can you give us a brief overview of tawilis in our culture and the people making a living through it? Also share with us how and when it became endangered. So tawilis, the only freshwater sardine in the world found only in Taal Lake, is a very important part of Philippine culture, particularly among Batangueños who have been harvesting and selling the fish commercially for several decades now. Now being a dominant component of Taal Lake fishery, it then makes it a staple food for lakeside towns and cities which is sought after by locals and tourists. It is a popular food fish in the Philippines, shipped to restaurants in major cities in the Philippines, such as Tagaytay and Metro Manila, and also sold to wet markets in Batangas and supermarkets in the whole country. In 2018, the International Union for Conservation of Nature, or IUCN, declared Tawilis as endangered, putting it on its red list of threatened species. This was largely based from the assessment study conducted by Dr. Muji Santos and Dr. Mercene Mucha, who reported that the harvest of the species has been declining since 1998 due to several factors such as overfishing, illegal use of active fishing gear, the proliferation of fish cages, and the deterioration of the lake's water quality. Now, in their study published in 2018, they documented that Tawili's harvest increased now from 744 metric tons in 1996 to 1,120 metric tons in 1998. However, the catch suddenly dropped now to 674 metric tons a year later in 1999 and continued to decline up to 71 metric tons in 2011, demonstrating an estimated 89% reduction in catch in only 12 years. In the assessment made by the IUCN, it inferred that the population of Tawilis has declined by at least 50% over the past 10 years, which qualifies it as endangered. And also, according to Dr. Ray Papa, now Dean of USD, who's also a good friend, who has been studying the ecology of Taal Lake now for several years now, it actually fits all the parameters for it to be declared as endangered. One, it's endemicity to a single locality the relatively small size of the only lake where it is found, which is Taal Lake, and the human disturbances or threats it has been facing in the past two to three decades. I wonder, when did your efforts to conserve the Tawilis outside the Taal Lake started? Can you briefly share the process? What was the driving point for this project? 
our efforts na to conserve tawilis through XC2 or off-site captivity or outside Taalik officially started last year no, in July 2021. But the initial idea began early last year in January 2019 when the phreatic explosion of Taal Volcano occurred. Now, this prompted DOST Picard, headed by Executive Director Dr. Reynaldo V. Ebora, to commission the UPLB Limnological Station to come up with an emergency research proposal with the primary goal of saving Tawilis from possible extinction in case of a massive abortive explosion. So our research team conducted a study to develop protocols for capture or collection, transport, and initial rearing of Tawilis in captivity or XC2 or outside its natural habitat, which is Taal Lake, aimed towards conserving the species and saving it from possible extinction in case of a massive explosion of Taal Volcano. We have successfully kept two batches of Tawilis alive, which we collected last February, and the other one collected second week of March, the UPLB Limnological Station for more than one month now. But we are still in the process of refining our protocols to ensure high survival of captive Tawilis. Since this is the first time Tawilis has been successfully kept alive XC2 in captivity, we are facing challenges in terms of rearing them. Some of these challenges would include low survival due to post-capture stress, diseases, and fluctuations in water quality conditions. According to the United States Agency for International Development, the Philippines is one of the 18 mega-biodiverse countries in the world, containing about 70-80% to 80% of the Earth's biodiversity. But the agency also deemed the country as one of the world's biodiversity hotspots due to the rising number of threatened species. At present, what other research and efforts are you working on that is related to conserving our country's biodiversity? So um, since the early 1990s, I have actually been involved in resource assessment studies no, geared towards conserving our marine as well as freshwater resources. In 2006, I had a research project on zooplankton biodiversity assessment in hot springs in Los Banos, Laguna. In 2008, the UPLB Limnological Station, no, headed by the late Dr. Pablo P. Ocampo, spearheaded the Fish Arc Research Program which I was also a part of. So the main objective of this program was to assess fish diversity in lakes and rivers in southern Luzon with the ultimate goal of conserving Philippine freshwater fish endemics. I was also the project leader in the captive breeding research project of Bia and Ayungin, aimed primarily not to conserve these Philippine freshwater fish endemics and to explore their potential for aquaculture as a source of livelihood for fisher folks. We are still keeping most of our breeders of our Bia and Ayungin in preparation for our uh, larval rearing research project, which we hope to receive funding soon. We had also recently finished a research program last year on the control and management of invasive species clownife fish or chitalo ornata in Laguna de Bae with the aim of studying their biology and ecology for their effective control and management. This was done not to lessen its possible negative impacts on the native endemic fish such as Bia and the Yungin and other local shrimps, which in a way is also geared towards conservation of the remaining fauna in Laguna de Bae. Now, most or majority of these projects were supported by DOSCP card, while some others by DA-BAR, DNR, and UPLB Basic Research. 
Can you also share about the state of funding for research and conservation efforts from your experiences so far? Can you say it is sufficient or are there still gaps that need to be filled? Our group is lucky you know, to have uh, the OSCP card as one of our neighbors here in UPLB, you know, which supports biodiversity and conservation projects. You know, but generally, based from my experience and from my research, there are three major challenges you know, faced by researchers on conservation. First is the limited research funds and lack of adequate facilities. Second is inadequate conservation awareness or information dissemination program. And third is the permitting requirements in the Philippines. With regards to the third challenge, I strongly suggest that researchers engaging in academic or research activities especially on conservation and biodiversity, should be exempted from these permits. So this could actually cause delays for several months in our research projects. The late Dr. Perry Ong, uh, he actually said that very few Filipinos are aware of the threats to biodiversity. And I would say no more so pay less or little attention to the urgent need to conserve our remaining natural resources. Now, according to Dr. Perry Ong, little action to solve this problem has been done since this has been overshadowed by other pressing issues in the country, such as socioeconomic. And now we have the pandemic. There is really an urgent need to intensify our conservation efforts for long-term sustainability to sustain livelihood and for economic gains and foremost for our uh, future generation. In what ways can conserving biodiversity help the economy in terms of livelihood for fishermen, for the communities, and sustainability as a whole? Conserving biodiversity can definitely sustain livelihood and would have long-term economic benefits no so long as sustainable resource management is implemented or resources are managed in a way that they are not depleted so that our future generation can still benefit from it now this could be augmented through implementing and strictly enforcing policies geared towards conservation no, such as imposing penalties on illegal fishing strict enforcement of close season for endangered species such as tawilis and through other conservation efforts such as ex situ captivity Although admittedly, no, this will be tricky considering the high dependence of fisher folks on lakeshore resources for food and income. People should be really informed no, of the need to conserve biodiversity and to warn them that failure to do so would definitely have serious implications no, for long-term sustainability of the environment and also of their livelihood activities. How can we contribute po kaya to ensure sustainability and protection? Kailangan po ba to stop eating tawilis altogether, which could also affect the livelihood of fishermen dependent on it? What can we do po? As consumers, uh, probably during the close season, you can support this policy no, by probably not eating tawilis for two months. But it's always tricky not to balance protecting or conserving the species, the economic part of it. No? But another way as consumers is protect the environment where they thrive. So think of ways uh, not to throw pollutants no, into the lake. That's all I can actually think of. And that concludes another episode of B-Side. Once again, you heard Dr. Maria Vivian D.C. Camacho, Station Manager of the University of the Philippines Los Baños Limnological Station, 
speaking with Business World reporter Luz Wendy T. Noble about the tuilis and conservation. We don't have to stop eating tuilis to save it, thank goodness. But we do have to support our scientists and intensify our conservation efforts for long-term sustainability. This episode was recorded remotely on April 8. This is Samuel Marcelo. Thanks for listening. <laughs>